Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. This is Isaiah 20, where we will study the chapter 20 of Isaiah, Ishayahu. This is Saul Weiner, the host of your podcast. In this chapter, we have an unusual sign that God asks Ishayahu, Isaiah, to perform in order to teach an important message to the people of Judah. We have mentioned several times in previous podcasts that one of the central messages of Ishayahu is his philosophy of foreign policy, that one should never rely on human alliances or military might or cunning, as human beings are not the true source of strength, and reliance on such things was simply a result of arrogance. According to Yeshayahu, it is only upon God that we should rely. Obviously, he did not mean that one should not do everything he can to defend himself, but ultimately one needs to realize that only God has the true strength to save you. The reasoning behind his philosophy was because Ishayahu taught that a nation must have a true sense of purpose in order to survive. The sense of purpose of the Jewish people that Ishayahu is emphasizing is humility, justice, and righteousness. As a people, we must stand for something. We must stand for these values at all costs. If we give up these values in order to stand with some other nation who happens to be strong or powerful or whatever, we give up the purpose of our existence, and there would be no purpose in survival. In this chapter, we will see how Ishayahu teaches the people how reliance on human beings and other nations for salvation is ultimately doomed to failure. We begin with the historical event. Exactly when this event occurred is debatable, but the importance of this chapter is not so much in the details of this event. It does seem that it occurred during the time that Chizkiyahu Ezekiah was the king, but the exact details I'll leave for the historians to, to discuss. Bishnat ba Tartan Ashtoda. When Tartan, who must have been a um, general of the Assyrians, came to the city of Ashtod, Bishloachoto Sargon Melachashur, when Sargon, the king of Assyria, sent him with his army to Ashtod to conquer it. Vayilachim ba Ashtod Vayilkedani waged war against the city of Ashdod and captured it. Now, Ashdod was a city of the Philistines, um, and it was captured by the king of Assyria. But Etahi in that time, now at this time the people of Judah were quite afraid, because remember, they were to some extent um, allied a little bit with the Philistines at this time in history. Um, and they were also afraid of the Assyrians. And when uh, the Assyrians conquered their neighbor, the Philistines, clearly this made some, put some fear into the hearts of the people of Judah. And as we shall see, many people of Judah started looking to other nations for protection. And the next obvious nations were to the south, Egypt and Cush or Ethiopia, the next two large powerful kingdoms that were to the south of Israel in the hope that they maybe would be able to protect the kingdom of Judah. However, when this happened, God spoke, God spoke to Yishayahu, Isaiah, the son of Amot, saying as follows, And untie the um, cloak or the cloth around that is hanging around your waist. And take your shoes off your feet. And he did this, he going and walking in public, naked and barefoot. 
God commanded Yeshayahu to walk barefoot and naked in public for the people to see, in order to teach them a lesson. The commentators are very bothered by this commandment, as it seems quite difficult to imagine that God would command his prophet to appear publicly in such a degrading manner. So some, such as Maimonides and those that follow in Maimonides' footsteps, such as Radak, explain that this is all occurring in a dream. I find that somewhat difficult, because if it occurred in the dream, then when did Yeshayahu demonstrate and show this sign to the people? It seems to defeat the purpose. Others explain that he only went naked in private, such as Malbim, but that also seems that it would have defeated the purpose of the sign. I don't believe that it's necessary to explain it in either one of these ways. Most likely it means that he removed some of his garments, and that he appeared in public not fully clothed, but also not completely naked, but enough in order to get the attention of the people and convey the message that was intended by God. Vayomer Adonai, and God said as follows through his prophet Yeshayahu, Ka'asher holach avdi Yeshayahu orom v'yachif, just like my servant Isaiah, just like he went naked and barefoot shalosh onim for three years, os umofes al mitzrayim v'yalkush, this is a sign and a symbol for what is going to happen to Egypt and Kush, Ethiopia. That this walk going in a, in, in a humiliated manner will be the end result of Egypt and Ethiopia. So don't look to those powerful kingdoms because what's going to happen, the next verse says, Kenyan hag melech hashur et shivi mitzrayim v'yet galush kush, v'yet galut kush. This is how the king of Assyria will treat the captives of Egypt and the captives of Ethiopia when he wages war against them too. Ne'arimuz kenim, young and old, arom v'yachif, will be forced to walk naked and barefoot. V'chashufeshet ervat mitzrayim. And with bared buttocks, the, the king of Assyria will, will abuse and shame the people of Egypt. V'chatu vavoshu, and they shall be dismayed and embarrassed. Mikush mabotom umi mitzrayim tifartom. Because of Kush, the Ethiopia, the place where they hoped would rescue them, and from Egypt, which they hoped would be the ones that they would boast, oh, we have Egypt on our side and they will protect us. Just as we saw that the previous king Ahaz looked to Aram and the northern kingdom for support against Assyria, as opposed to heeding Yeshayahu's message and relying on God. Although that failed dramatically when those nations were devastated by the Assyrians, as we read earlier in this book. Similarly, later in the times of Chizkiyahu of Hezekiah, some of the people of Judah were making the same mistake. They were looking to the south for support, to the kings of Egypt and Ethiopia to save them from the Assyrian onslaught. But here God, through his prophet Isaiah, is telling them in a very stark and clear manner that they soon will be humiliated by Assyria as well. Don't rely on them. Learn the lesson I'm trying to teach you. Those that live on this island, this small island of Judah, surrounded by so many enemies. On that day, almost all the, all the commentaries understand that this island is a reference to Judah, which politically, in the world situation that it was in, and geographically, it was like an island surrounded by hostile nations. By Omu on that day, the people of, of Judah will say as follows, Hine ko asher nasnu shomli Ezra. 
if this could happen to those who we look to, those that we ran to for help, to save us from the king of Assyria, what will happen to us? In other words, the people of Judah have, should realize and definitely must realize now this is going to happen to the people whom you are relying upon. People are not what you should be relying upon. You should be relying upon God. This is the message of Yeshayahu to the people of Yehuda. And this is the foreign policy of Yeshayahu as he repeats it again and again throughout this book. Be humble. Stand for your principles. Stand for what you believe in. Don't sell out to strength and military might. And rely on God. Thank you for listening to Yeshayahu. Isaiah 20. Looking forward to studying together Isaiah 21.